here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain. I would like to thank my supporters over at patreon.com slash bsmpod for continuing to support me and what I'm doing. Today, we have a very special guest, someone who has put in a lot of time, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in the TOing veins over at Northwestern Ohio, but has also done some really amazing things otherwise, and we're going to get into all of that here with the Dooster. Ryan Dewey, Mountain Dew, however you want to go about it. But we finally got you on after your amazing retirement twit longer of backing away from TOing, sidelining yourself, if you will. You're on. You're finally here. Uh, we have a mutual yep. on JDMH. We should probably start mm. there. But first of all, how are you doing? I am doing pretty darn good. Uh, happy to be here. Happy to uh, you know be interviewed and talk about, a bit about Northwest Ohio and my history and talk smash for a little bit how are you doing cypher yeah i'm doing great and i want to know why do you have to ride jdmh everywhere uh jd it doesn't have a car and <laughs> is still working on his license i actually have been Wait. meaning to get around to <laughs> getting over what is getting over to your license uh in in the state of ohio in the state of ohio you have to take your written test to get your temps and then you have to take a driver's test like a whole behind the wheel drive around prove to the funny person that's sitting in your passenger seat at the time that you know how to drive and then they give you your license yeah that's he's how it passed works in PA the, too. the written test part yeah he's passed the written part he just needs to do the driving part and so Ever since JD kind of got reactive in the scene again, um, I've kind of been his ride. Ugh. So I just, I, it's, it's just, it's always been kind of a bit because if, if this is, you know, Northwest Ohio, I live here, he lives here. I have to drive all the way across town to go get him, but he's a good kid and he's worth it. So I love JDMH. We're all big fans. JD yeah. is a friend of the program. I think I've had him on at least two times, not three. So, uh, when I was getting started in January of this year, around that time when I was getting started and starting to put on to Twitter, blah, 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 I think it was because of the Wannabes podcast and me starting to mix in a little bit there. JD found me and was like, oh, good for you. And I said, will you come on? And that was fun. So, Yeah, yeah, JD's, JD's so cool. I this The community and our production value and really just the overall value of the scene would not be anywhere near what it is without his talent. Oh, he's he I mean, was such a such a hard worker for putting together the things that he wants to, and he has a really insanely, great creative yeah. mind for like stream stuff. I mean, I think exactly. I think JD's gonna end up being being that person that everybody getting into melee is sort of inspired by. If the if they want to go in that direction, right? If you are inspired by Ludwig to become a streamer, right? Or if you're inspired by Mango to play and be the best in the world, maybe JD. I mean, as of now, can kind of be that person that people say. Wow, I want to do sick art stuff and make melee cooler that way. That would be cool. Yeah, he kind of, I guess in a way, he yeah, he has became that person because I mean, his experience with Blender and all those three D assets. I mean, he he made the trailer for the Panda controller. Yeah, like he, the way that he's getting to watch him grow, I guess is is kind of what I'm getting at. Has been such an amazing journey where he was originally he just kind of came in and he was like. You know, this sophomore in high school that was, you know, uh, what's the, what's, what's the, still yeah, can't drive himself. 
Yeah. <laughs> He's he's bright eyed and bushy tailed is, yes. is what I'm trying to say. And watching him grow from this the sophomore that was just super duper interested in melee and kind of messed around with Blender and 3D modeling into somebody who literally does this professionally for a world class esports team has been inc like incredible to watch. Some somebody that's from a region as I guess small as Northwest Ohio at that, just seeing him grow into that has been incredible to say the least. And so we're already getting, for me and the people who are getting to know you, the uh, the audience that I have, it, it's okay. We're not we're not the the radio melee podcast with TOEF and PPMD. We're not rising with those numbers just yet. But I'm already getting that impression that I get from a lot of TOs where they have a really good ability to sort of look at a person and find out what they're going to ultimately have the most. Well, I don't want to say like it's not as an asset, but you're going to really like this specific thing. You're going to like this specific niche. This is something that you're going to be able to get into, and I would like to help you get there. I want to yeah. give you an opportunity to get there because JD doesn't go from messing around with Blender to immediately working with Panda and making, yeah. yes, that trailer, especially the, he, he talked about this on Twitter. He posted about this on Twitter where the controller splits into all those different parts. <laughs> and, uh, he was so proud of that. He was, he was so he did proud that, of that, dude. But you're one of the people who saw him and thought, maybe not at the bat the panda controller so many years from now, but you thought he could pro he might get there, and I want to give him an opportunity to get there. So for you, when you first got into melee, were you would you say that you already had that part of your personality where you would want to see other people succeed in sort of that? personality of i like seeing other people succeed it makes me happy to help other people or would you say that grew as you grew into melee i would say off the rip i mean i i like to think that i would have been the kind of person when i first joined into the community to want to see people succeed uh, i always I guess not to toot my own horn, and this is probably a little conceited, but i i always like to be that resource to help others grow and if there's anything that I can do, I, I'll give somebody the shirt off my back to to if if it's going to let them grow and succeed and become something that they want to be, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get there. So in in JD's case, uh, JD was a, a huge computer nerd, and it kind of worked out because both him and I love computers. We're both you know geeks. We talk about computer specs. We talk about you know production stuff constantly because that's just something we're both into. Um, I wanted to see him succeed in that because I knew it was something that he was interested in. And at the time, we were at a comic book shop for our venue. We were running an event, uh, me and Shy Dude, who's the other tournament organizer in the region. We were running an event called Super SD World. And JD had shown an interest in running stream stuff and doing production. And while I was sort of doing the streaming for Ultimate at the time, or well, Smash 4 technically, but Ultimate later on, uh, he picked up doing Melee VODs and kind of, you know, ran all of that with making the overlays, running the stream, uh, processing up the VODs, cutting them up, all that good stuff. He just, you know, took the reins and ran with them. And I think that and then wanting to create the assets was what really, I guess started him off in that whole thing so yeah i mean i think mostly like watching him grow has maybe 
caused me to grow into more of a wanting to see people succeed, especially in this community, because I watched a success story with him. So it helps to get a good rep. Sort of, yeah, yeah. So so to start, I think I was already like that, but I think I'm more so since I've been part of the region. That makes sense. Okay, you mentioned Smash Four, so we'll we'll talk about this now before we move on. But uh, what's about this watching Smash Four Grand Finals in the back of a car? So, this is another. This is this is before Super SD World, or I'm sorry, um, SD World Tour is what it was. I'm getting my my tournament names mixed up. This was a event that we had at a comic, another comic book shop, uh, sort of in between Super SDs called smash smash city smash city and i don't know what happened obviously i'm not going to name and drop the comic book shop but um we paid uh however much money it was at the time so that we could have the venue until 10. normally our tournaments would start at 7 we'd be out of there by 10. all would be said and done one day the venue owner comes up to us like middle of grand finals and he's like you guys got to get out and we're like, uh, we all look and it's like 9.30 and we're like, no, we have the venue till 10. And they're like, he's like, no, no, like we're going home. You guys got to get out. And we're like, uh, okay. So, uh, one of the other kids in the community, sorry about my cat. One of the no, other kids in the okay. community. Please introduce the cat. I've been wanting to ask, oh. but I'm, you know, to the flow of the interview is to not cut you off and be like, what's the cat's name? <laughs> Uh, there's two of them. This one's Jill. She's one of my roommates' cats, and she loves... She doesn't love so much being pet, she loves petting. And so she keeps, like, swiping at the the mic and pushing herself up against me because she just wants to pet me, and I'm trying to not <laughs> let her hit or touch anything. Uh, yep, that's, that's Jill. Hi, Jill. I know, she, is, she can't she hear me. Purring but... like a mo she's a purring like a locomotive right now. Oh, so, <laughs> so, when was I telling them? You were so, talking so about they kick being us out. kicked out of yeah. the venue at 9.30. At 9.30, 30 whole minutes. Mm. Yeah, so 30 whole minutes, which I guess to a venue owner that doesn't really get it isn't a big deal, but, like, we were right in the middle of Grands. Like, we yeah. would have been done. Had, it, had we gotten another 10 minutes, it would have been over. Uh, One of the other kids at the time, his his tag now is Boki. It used to be Fizz. Um, he had been talking about having a mobile Smash setup, and this is obviously in the days of Smash 4, before the Switch was so versatile as to let you play in front of a TV and then pick your console up and then go wherever and play it, you know, handheld. Uh, I had this converter that would convert uh, electricity from my car's electrical outlet, a little, uh, you know, car converter, cigarette later type thing, to, like, regular... AC DC jacks and yeah. you would just plug it in and then you could like plug a monitor in plug like a laptop in to charge it plug your phone in well we had a mobile smash 4 setup where we had a monitor and a Wii U connected to that and we're all like sitting there like freaking out like we're like how are we going to finish these grand finals if we can't like play them here and then somebody goes doesn't doesn't Ryan have like a mobile smash setup in his car and so we hook up a monitor and a, a Wii U up to my, my running car. It's like 40 degrees outside. It's cold as hell. Um, and I, I, I can't keep the monitor balanced, so I have to bungee cord it. I have to raise the headrests on my, on my front seats and bungee cord the monitor so it wouldn't fall forward. 
and they they played their grand final set out. Uh, it was Citrus and Psycho played their their grand final set out. I think it was Fox and Olimar uh, in the backseat of my car. And there is a like a 10 minute long, 15 minute long video. Like eight minutes of it is just somebody like recording around talking about how ridiculous it is. And then the last like seven minutes is actually, it wasn't even seven minutes. I think it was like three or four was the actual set. And I think Psycho won. And that that was the epitome of, of Northwest Ohio. If, if there's ever a video that somebody, if, if somebody ever walks up to me and goes, how would you describe Northwest Ohio in a video? I think I would send them that VOD. Because there's just truly nothing more Northwest Ohio or more the Smasher FTC community than doing whatever it takes to finish a grand final set. That's awesome. And it resonates with me because when I first started out doing this podcast, I would podcast in my car. I don't. I lived in a different spot where I, than I do now. I have a wife and two kids. So... I could not get far enough away from them to be able to podcast without, you know, keeping them up and all that. Yeah. So I would go out to my car. I did it out my car with my phone and my Apple headphones. So it it grew, you know. I'm in a uh, place now where I can, uh, for the yeah, most part, yeah. podcast peacefully and That's have good. a camera That's and all good. that stuff. But but that is, like you said, about the about the most a smasher thing that you could talk about and it trumps a lot of different people's venue shenanigans because most of the time they'll just go to another person's house or do something like that but no we're gonna settle this right now we're gonna go to ryan's car <laughs> yeah it was awesome. i still I, that's the car that i currently drive to it was sometimes i look in that back seat and i'm like wow we, we really did a grand final set back there smash history. if i could pull up the video I, I could probably pull up the video now it was just i mean i don't know you've probably seen it no, but, um, actually, I did not. So I asked JD for some questions to ask you, and that is about the most research that I did because <laughs> I'd like to do some. Uh, I think some people give me too much credit. I, I don't. I don't do a Sean Evans full dive most of the time, but I. I know. I knew that I had to ask JD. Just give me a, a something, a little pointer. He said, "Smash finals, yeah. back of a car." I said, "Okay." <laughs> okay, so I was exaggerating a little bit. The video is about six minutes forty-five seconds, but to to kind of give you an awful video synopsis, this is kind of this is sort of the gist of the entire video. You can like <laughs> see the top of my car, the antenna. This is being recorded through like the back window. <laughs> I mean, they 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 played the whole thing out like it was literally just in the back of my car for the i mean they for those they who did are it, listening it's... to the podcast you're missing out but i'll link you know what you just send me a link to that i yeah, will link I'll, in the yeah. description of the podcast with all your social stuff so for sure that's, that's how people can check it out if yeah, they want to watch along <laughs> oh look it's... here they, i'm i'm in there too yeah, that's... i'm reflecting they're, they're... The screen <laughs> oh yeah yeah look at that oh dude yeah it was i'm trying to see if there's there's I think there's video of them like getting out of my car too and it was yeah yeah it looks like okay so no Psycho was playing Mario but either way it was it was the most Northwest Ohio thing to ever happen I, I think the biggest thing that I remember getting out of it was I posted it to like the Smash Reddit the Ultimate Reddit or Smash 4 Reddit at the time and somebody replied with a image of um, the cast of uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia I think it's what it's called. Uh, and, something like that, yeah. And we were Danny DeVito. 
<laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And I looked at it and I went, that's probably the most true shit I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't... Okay, you know what? There is a certain amount of specialness that you can derive from saying, hey, we are the Danny DeVito of Smash in the United States. We, we've always... Northwest Ohio has always considered themselves like the the meme the meme region of Ohio. We've just we know we're weird and we embrace it, and I think that's what makes us unique. I don't know how much Northwest Ohio has to do with this, but when Flash beat Ginger at Riptide and Ginger was getting a little salty at all the Ohio attendees, kind of heckling a little bit, all that stuff, I just I think that gave me a really good snapshot of what the Midwest rivalry looks like that there's a certain amount of rivalry between uh, Ohio and Michigan, Ohio and Indiana, Ohio, Illinois. I'm sure that there's oh, yeah, there other storylines there, but yeah. What would be your favorite rivalry if you if you want to call it that because you've probably at least had people asking you about doing crew battles between regions or crew battles between two crews or what have you. People come up to you, I'm sure, and they're like, "Yo, Dooster, can we do doubles?" No, hear me out doubles and you go yep uh-huh yep sure sure you, you have I a mean, bigger venue for that that I, I anybody that knows me knows that i i love doing anything that we can do that's fun for for the community crew battles doubles squad strike if we can if if it's if it can be turned into a bracket and we can fit it within our time we'll run it like we i mean we ran nick for a while we had P plus, obviously, you know, we did melee, we had ultimate, we had Smash Four. Uh, at one point or another, we were doing. Um, I guess this isn't really about you know rivalries and stuff, but to to kind of get on a tangent about you know just just running events. Um, when we had a event called Synthwave, well, we it started as Synthwave turned into Synthwave X, and another person that does uh, FGC organizing in the region, his name's uh, Kenstar. He had these things called mystery brackets that I'm pretty sure he picked up off of Combo Breaker. And if you could turn it remotely competitive, he turned it competitive. The one... There's a couple brackets that stick out in my mind that we had. One was Tekken 7 Bowling. (laughs) It sticks out in my mind because I remember having the biggest pop-off at the end when I got a turkey. And yeah, it was... it Because I ended up winning the bracket. And the other one that sticks out in my mind is the very last Synthwave X we had. Uh, we had a Beyblade tournament. A what and now? A Beyblade, like a, Beyblade. Like a Beyblade Let It Rip. Okay, sorry, three, three things that stick out in my mind. Those <laughs> two, and then the next most iconic mystery bracket we ever did was a tournament where it was Kid Picks. You had to draw something based on criteria that the judges gave, and then the judges would vote. And there was, there was, that was probably the most hectic, but one of the most memorable mystery brackets we've ever done. Was, but was grand that. finals was best of five, right? Uh, grand finals for those? Sometimes. It depended on how long it took. I seriously am just kidding. You're fine. You don't have to answer it like that if you don't want to. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it did. If we if we could do a best of five, we did a best of five. Sometimes it was best of one. Sometimes it was best of three. Sometimes it was you know crowd cheering. Sometimes it was judging. It it just depended on how much time we had and how reasonable uh, voting was. 
That sounds like a lot of fun, though. I don't think that 717 Melee, uh, Lancaster County, and surrounding counties, we mm. call ourselves Central PA, which is the most annoying thing because we're not in State College. That's the true center of the state. We're Eastern, not quite Philly, but Eastern enough. And the point in saying all that is we just do Melee, mostly Strive as well. We have some people oh, in yeah. Strive and 717 that come out and play uh, at our at the local, but we haven't done a doubles bracket. It probably will be a while before we even think about doing that. And I don't think that doing mystery brackets or trying to do uh, Nick or uh, certainly not ultimate, if there's ultimate happening, I don't know of it happening in Lancaster County anyway, but mm-hmm. it sounds like there's a uh, quite a lot of creativity that flows to the veins of yourself and the community out there in Northwestern Ohio. That's really, really cool. Like I, yeah. doing, doing, I would say like more unique stuff uh, as compared to saying we're just running melee and ultimate. So if that's not you, then don't bother showing up. I think that was, that's the other thing about, you know, me running events and the people that run events in the region. Uh, a lot of us, really all of us, we don't, we do it, you know, for competitive because it's fun. You come out to a tournament, you make friends. Um, the, the biggest reason that I ran events or I enjoyed running events or had pride in it, is because when I would run events the way that I did, my point wasn't exclusively to have a competitive environment. My point was so that if somebody... I guess I'm trying to figure out how the best way to word this is. I worded a different way to everybody, and I don't know why. I just wanted to provide people a place to go if they didn't have anywhere else to go. Because in joining the scene, when I initially joined... It was kind of that for me, where I was in like a really dark time in my life, and coming to the community and joining the scene and coming to events gave me something to look forward to every week when everything else seemed bleak. So that was kind of what I wanted to provide for others, and I didn't want to make it just, you know, smash, so like it seemed like only come out if you played Ultimate or Melee yeah. or Strive or Street Fighter or Insert Game here. It was more of a, you know, come out and hang out, make some friends, you know, meet people that maybe you wouldn't you wouldn't have met otherwise and who knows i mean the 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 guy that i live with right now uh i know i never would have known him had it not been for the community and him and i are like inseparable friends and there are there i'm jd i wouldn't have known jd without the the community i wouldn't have known uh you know the people that i ran fgc with i wouldn't have known shy dude i wouldn't have known mb smash I, i wouldn't have met any of these people had i not came out to an event a couple times and join the community and I, I i want that for smash i guess is 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 and fgc really is how i how i'd say it that i want it to be open to anybody no matter what your skill level is to be able to come and feel like you belong that's a beautiful thing i love hearing stuff like that and through tio's perspective you're sort of going to leak down that mindset in in, a, in its own small way to the people who attend. They get that vibe. So that sounds really, really cool. Would you say that there are events that you can look back to where you felt like that was achieved in a, not in like, <laughs> it's not because everybody in the venue after the tournament was over came up to you and said, this was the most welcoming and friendly vibe tournament I've ever been to. So yes, good job on this one. Like not necessarily because of that, but just because of your own experience around it. I think 
a lot of the synth waves were like that just because it wasn't so much of like obviously like you said people walking up and going i felt so welcome more so was it mystery brackets where you know we'd have people in smash and people in fgc where people generally seem tend to see those two communities as water and oil where they don't really intermingle otherwise you'd see you know two guys that are a Smash player and a and an FGC player, like a Smash player and a Meltybub player, and they're playing racing with Ryan and trying to beat the other one out in a tournament, and then you see, you know, that's over, and then you see him hug it out, because, I mean, good games, right? Uh, anytime I'd see something like that, I would really feel like I had something going. Um, anytime I'd get somebody that would just... I had a lot of people that would just come out to hang out. They didn't want to, like, enter anything. They just wanted to, like, be there and chill with hang out with their friends. Anytime I saw that, and I guess I saw them leave with a smile on their face, or I saw them laughing, I kind of felt that. Um, on Twitter, I, I try to get everybody that comes out to an event, I try to get their Twitter, I try to get their pronouns, I, I try to get all the information on them so we have it in case, you know, we ever need it for anything, like if they enter something so we can put it on a bracket, or on not a bracket, a graphic, for example. Uh... Uh, if I if I happen to follow them on Twitter, I see, you know, hey, Synthwave was really cool uh, this week, or Super SD World, or SD World Tour, or, you know, this event that I went to that Deuster and maybe Shy Dude, or maybe Lion, or maybe JD, or maybe Punchy, uh, that they ran was really cool, and I'm happy that I was a part of it, and I got to go, because, you know... I placed well. I got to see friends that I haven't seen in a long time. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I felt like I belonged. I've seen where you know people have messaged me and said, "Hey, you know, your tournament or the the Northwest Ohio region is the region. They're the reason that I keep going because it's the only thing I have to look forward to in a week. Uh, I have a hard family life. Like it's anytime I see something like that is when I feel like I've I've really cultivated or I've at least contributed to to helping somebody else, I guess, is, is the best way to say it. And help help somebody feel like they belong is, is where I'm really going with it. I think this is what a lot of people who are outside of video games or even outside of a certain realm of video games may not necessarily understand, that they're not understanding that it's not just about sitting down and playing with somebody. It's also about... Like you said, there's an environment and a social gathering of people where I can go to where I feel like I'm welcomed and I can be myself. I can express myself, you know, not trying to step on anybody's toes by doing that, but you get it. And I love hearing how, because it's a two-sided like possibility where you're at like a certain fork in your life as you're growing and you're getting older and you're discovering, oh, I have a personality and I have my own worldview about how things should go. Duster, you could have been the person who had a lot of things in your life that were going the wrong way and were going poorly for you and turned that around and put that out to the world where it sounded like even from the very beginning, your idea was, I want to actually be the antithesis of where I'm coming from. I want to put good out there and make an environment that I would want to come to if I were, again, in that spot coming out into the world and saying... Is there anything that is like reasonably like I just I just need something that's like even neutral because I mean I from myself I can't say that I came out out from a, a like a bad family environment or anything like that but from talking people who to people who have 
it's like almost perpetually feeling unsafe because you you sleep in a place that you don't feel safe and you have to go home yeah. there after being anywhere else. So at least making one bright spot like a smash event or an FGC event, that sounds really, really cool that you've been able to do that. So tell me at the very beginning when you started going to these events, how quickly did it pick up on, did you pick up on, hey, I like coming here. Was it because, and did somebody drag you over or how'd you get in? So there, sorry, I keep looking over. I just tend to look over when I talk, but, um, no, you're fine. You, you, you know, there are audio listeners too. They have no true, idea. True. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I, I don't look away. I'm looking right at the, <laughs> um, so there is a childhood friend. I mean, literally like I've known this person. I don't remember not knowing this person, uh, as they and I have been friends for, let's see, Azzy's 21. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> 21 years. Um, like, like, like I was like two at the time. I don't remember not knowing Azzy. And I noticed, you know, at one point or another, you know, I, I had already graduated at this point. I was just, I was working like two jobs and I just noticed, you know, oh, they're going to some event called super sd world huh wonder what that's about and i clicked on the event and it was like oh this is all about smash brothers this this seems kind of sick um and i was like oh well i don't really have the time to go because at that point like i said i was working at ups at a bakery at the time uh at some point it got to be too much and i i dropped the ups job i was only working at the bakery and all of a sudden i had all this time so because yeah, you have early hours at a bakery right i mean that's the yeah whole point. yeah i, I worked as I worked counter for a little while, and then they switched me to overnights because I had been awesome at staying up really late. Um, <laughs> hence why I'm like, let's let's talk as long as you want. But um, <laughs> so I had all this time on my hands, and one day as he goes, "Hey, do you want to hang out?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Um, before that, to to give some some preface, there was a in in Northwest Ohio, there used to be these two events called Glass City Con and Tag Fest. And my first proper taste of the Smash community was at TagFest 2016, which took place in December of, well, 2016. Um, and they had a Smash tournament at this. And I had actually met a couple of the kids who were in the Smash community there. And I entered my very first bracket at that event. It was a single elimination. And it, it was one of the only probably... 12 13 brackets i'd ever entered because I, I i'm more to than i do play but um one of the first like 13 or 14 brackets i'd ever entered single elimination and it was randomly seated and they seated me against uh this person has changed tags like 20 times at the time of this happening i think their tag was hentai dude and now it's like mama shredder um they they at the time they were like one of the best in the region they still are but there have been more faces that have came up since then i got whooped i got like i went o2 like frame one like i was out of there uh and that was my very first taste of the scene but the reason i had been like wow this is kind of cool is i got knocked out round one and as he's still in as he made it to i think grand finals against who at the time was tl oreo is now miles is a cbus player these days um, and just seeing the excitement and the, the, the hype from this crowd of people watching this grand finals that I was like, 
I was like, this is Super Smash Brothers. It's a video game. What are you all like freaking out about? <laughs> and that was that was my first taste, and that was actually that was where Dooster ended up becoming a thing at too, because at the time, uh, my my tag at that point was really long. It was um, <clears throat> Ryan the Shiba Inu, <laughs> and. And I didn't want to type all that out. Yeah, I couldn't. It was too long anyway. I didn't really want to work with Ryan TSI. So I was like, oh, uh, Azzy has me in their Snapchat as Dooster. So why don't I just use that tag? So I took up the tag Dooster. And then at some point, you know, in like that January, I think it was like the first weekend, maybe the second weekend after Tag Fest, Azzy's like, well, let's hang out. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And... They're like, hey, do you want to go to the Smash tournament? And I'm like, yeah, sure, sure. I'd love to see what it's all about. Because I'd been reading out all about it on Facebook up to that point. And we went. And I had fun. I, I distinctly remember eating Magic Walk while watching everybody play Super Smash. Or, yeah, Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U at the time. And I was like, oh, this seems cool. I think I'll come back. And for a few weeks after that... Azzy and I, and sometimes, like, other people, like, Money, or, uh, who was Easy Money at the time, um, I think, I'm trying to remember a couple of the other tags, a lot of the people that were, they were, they were all kids from one of the local high schools, I can't remember half their tags, because it's been so long since I've seen them, one I think was, like, Bully, uh, Green, there were some other kids, but we would just do, like, weird out-of-pocket shit. Like, uh, one time it was Waifu Wednesdays, so we brought printed out pictures of random waifus, like, in, like, nice frames, <laughs> and, and brought them with us, and they would, like, set the pictures next to the setup and play with the waifu right there. Uh, I think I wore a fedora to that tournament. And then... <laughs> That's awesome. And then there Tasteful was... frames, fedoras. And then there was some other some other tournament that Azzy and I decided that we were just going to get cereal and we brought like cereal, milk, we bought bowls, we bought spoons at the Walmart that was like just down the way from, from the venue. And we just pulled up and we were eating cereal and people were like, are you eating cereal? And we're like, yep. I don't know why that stands content out, machines, dude. <laughs> JD knows that. <laughs> yeah, no, it was just like, I, I wish I had some of the pictures just up and ready. There was, um, God, if you give me a minute, I could probably pull up the waifu picture. Uh, it was it was literally that we just had waifus and. So then, by the middle of 2017, you're like, yeah, I'm pretty much just like, <laughs> I, I'm I'm doing this. It's super fun. I'm going to all these events yeah. that I can go to. This is awesome. And so yeah, pretty that's yeah. You keep you keep looking for your waifu Wednesday picture. I'm gonna lead you into the part where you say to yourself. You know, I could run these. I could, ooh, I could run these. I could do this for myself. When do you start thinking that? Is it early on, or did it take a couple solid months to get there? It wasn't more so that I decided that I was going to be able to run them. It was more that um, at one point or another, we, I was, I became friends with the guy that ran the events, Shy Dude and Akiyoko, who owned the venue at the time. And I, like I said, I like to see people succeed and I wanted to see, you know, I wanted to do what I could to help the event succeed and the community succeed. 
And so I started kind of, you know, jumping in and helping out where I could, whether that be by, you know, calling a match or uh, running a stream, which is actually where I got to be friends with Punchy. Um, it, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't so much that I was like, oh, I can, I can run this. It was more just, I was like, well, let me just help out where I can. And then after a little while of doing that, uh, Aki had officially put me on as one of the stream runners. And at that point, the rest is history. I just slowly kept getting more and more involved until it was me and Shy Dude running stuff. Yeah, you're kind uh, of like the Breaking Bad slow burn of just slowly becoming T.O. <laughs> yeah, I, I slowly infected the, uh, the tournament with my, with my, my contentery. <laughs> Nobody can get a better cook, excuse me, no one can get a better cook than, than Dooster cooking up the next best and most amazing tournament that you could ever be a part of for Northwestern Ohio. Let's go. But I'm sure yeah, that yeah. there were some there were some there were some bumps and grooves uh, along the way that you said to yourself, "Oh, yes, okay, so maybe not next time." Is there one that comes to mind? Um, there have been a couple of just you know bumps and bruises that that we had. I I can't find this picture. I'll send it to you if if, if I find it. But um, I'm trying to think of. I mean, there, there's there's been a number of them. Um. Hmm. I guess the one, the one thing, the one thing that I guess I'm most embarrassed about when it comes to like a bump or a bruise or a, a maybe I shouldn't have done that as a TO. Um, for the longest, longest time, we were looking to have a P plus or well, I, I guess at the time technically PM scene, and. I was excited for it. I was like super happy. I was like, oh, so gung-ho about this. Like we're going to have a PM scene. People have been asking for this. You know, this is going to be so great. I'm so excited. And the first week we had five people. The second week we had zero people. The third week we had two people. The fourth week I was really, really angry because it died. And I think uh, my, my biggest, like, I like, like, Three weeks later, I was like, shit, I shouldn't have done that. Uh, I made a very, very angry video about it and posted it and got a lot of people kind of upset because they were like, well, yeah, we can't go because we have to work or we have this prior obligation or, you know, something came up like we want this, but we can't go. And I think that was my biggest one of my biggest oopsies and like one of my biggest, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that kind of things that I, I guess I sort of scared that away to start for for synthwave but yeah i mean i'm not gonna say that everything before that was peaches there there were plenty of bumps and bruises like before then um yeah yeah i, th I think that's that's the biggest one that i guess i'm comfortable talking about just because th there were a number of other ones but it's stuff that i've kind of gotten past and, and made peace with since right sure well so. when i ask those kind of questions just so you know you don't have to answer anything that i ask you you could just be like no no that's move that's... on or whatever like there's 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 other stuff um just i'm really i'm <sighs> so you don't have to get into it let's, let's yeah talk, yeah let's, that's, that's... let's take a pit stop let's talk about this this uh this video where you wanted to burn the world to the ground uh there you had like a <laughs> joker moment there you're like all of a sudden after being excited, trying to build hype around establishing PM again because this is post 2015, right? So, yeah, for yeah. the most part, to a to a 
national pleb who doesn't really go to tournaments who kind of watches big grand finals of either smash Four or melee every now and again like they'll say oh mother's day mango but then they have no idea like what actually has been happening in the past couple of months within melee or whatever right so those people would say pm died at the end of 2015 pm never came back and then weirdly p plus happened i don't know what that's all about that's what they would tell you so for you you know what had been happening in the past people would have said to you yeah, PM kind of like got shadow banned more or less. They couldn't really stream it on Twitch anymore. And the development team went underground. Was there a cease and desist? Who knows? And so a lot of these players that you're talking about where they have like prior obligations, they can't show up every week, especially on a weeknight. Those are probably the players who had been playing since around 2012, who were like beyond high school age, beyond college age. And so I, I imagine it's you. You're like what, in towards the end of high school or something by then? I I was graduated high school by the time I joined the community. I I was probably like probably about twenty at the time. Okay. Really, I I wouldn't say prideful in what I was doing, mm-hmm. but I I had a lot of like I had a lot of weight in this because I I love PM. I love P plus. Like, yeah. I think it's such a cool mod, and I think it's a shame that I'm not gonna get into it because I shouldn't. But I think it's a shame that it gets all the flack that it does from you know who. Um, but I, I it was something that I was just you know super excited for. Like I was like this is gonna be so cool. Like the community is gonna love this. And then it seemed like nobody was really coming out and supporting it. So we were like all this you know excitement and effort we put into this for it to kind of die. Just I guess it didn't feel like a slap in the face, but it definitely felt like. You know, that, that's that, that's exactly what it felt like. It felt like you know we we did all this work for nobody to really care, and you know people have been asking for this, and now that we're doing it, they don't want it. It's kind of like you know when you get your little brother a an ice cream and they're upset because it's vanilla and they wanted chocolate even though they just asked for vanilla, and I I was I won't say I was angry, but I was most definitely frustrated about it. It, it was I was not happy. Frustrated and... enough to 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 do the infamous video. I mean, ah, it must not have go- it must not have gone quite viral enough for me to have heard about it back in that time, which is yeah, just it... sad because I I uh in a way in my own twisted way, salty compilations. I mean, they're those are real people with real feelings, but I I can't help but enjoy those at least a little bit. I I don't I haven't watched them nearly as much as I used to, but I definitely had a salty compilations phase where I lived off of that stuff on YouTube. Yeah, the compilations that you know people react to, whatever, whatever. But when you got past that and you realized the world will not stop for everything that you're doing, and that mm-hmm. putting your identity into something like running events is going to be helpful or awesome in some ways but then when it disappoints you you learn to realize it's not always a direct comment or or slight against you it's just simply like like the people told you at that time we have lives we cannot stop what we're doing this that and the third to be able to come to an event that does sound like a real thing because i mean I would have gone through lessons like that just in different ways where I had to learn, oh, yeah, that's right. The world will not stop for me. There's mm. there's just times and places where I have to realize I'm, a, I'm still a little fish. I have not grown into the big fish. Like, even with my podcast, like, I always remind myself, who gets the most the most uh, the anonymity and the most uh, 
little 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 view guy that's me i'm the most little view guy so i love the other podcast by the way for the record yeah yeah other podcasts are great yeah i Mm -hmm. but i can't get mad at the other ones for existing is what i'm saying yeah yeah i i I think you're doing great honestly appreciate that appreciate it (laughs) so i love that you have something like that where you can say i came out of that for the better it was a little ugly for a while there, but I came out of it for the better. I mean, that's really the big thing. You got to grow up as well as become a better better individual just through yeah. running events. I love hearing I'm that. To see. I'm trying to see if I can find that video because that video was... I, I don't normally get that like salty about things, but I was I was not happy that day. You keep you keep I'll... referencing these things that like I'm gonna <laughs> want to put in the description of the video. I'll, I mean, I'll this is I'll a... I'll send it to you. It's just I have to find it. And I right, the, sure. The problem is so much of the stuff is so like deep in the archives that it's <laughs> a little hard to find. Well, don't worry about finding it though, because I would worry more about finding some of the other stuff that we were talking. That's like more fun, salty. Yeah. The salty video, you you maybe you just you can't yeah. find it. You know. It do be that way sometimes. Besides, right. I think we all get the get the picture anyway. And so after you after you see a lot of things come and go, a lot of different games kind of spike up in popularity, then they sort of decline in popularity. Melee being the game out of most of the FGC stuff that kind of just continues to stick through to hang on to you can't get melee out of these melee people can't get them to switch to smash four can't get them to switch to ultimate would you say that melee is that game where it's impressed you the most in terms of its long-term viability or is there another game that you thought did a really good job of sticking around melee will never die yes i i for for a while um i I was like i don't i don't really get it like this game is like older than some of the kids in this community like why do people keep playing this uh i there was a there was a time there that we really didn't have much of a melee community what we did have was mostly just you know people running house tournaments running stuff you know like i said at their house uh i know that we ran a couple we tried to run some melee events you know at synthwave we had a couple at nitrous oxide we had them at equalizer we definitely had them at Shadow's events, we have them, you know, they're they're at Zone Breaker, they're at Super S that they were at Super SD World, SD World Tour, all the events that we had before then. Um Melee was Melee is I don't wanna I don't wanna call them anything bad because Melee is a is, is a good group of folks, but Melee is a fucking ro sorry, a freaking roach in a <laughs> in a an apocalyptic wasteland. Like nothing will kill melee. Melee literally is immortal. It will not ever die. Like I especially with the addition of Slippy, like yes. now that like netplay is so much better. Melee if 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 it weren't for Slippy, I think melee would probably be on not on life support, but I think after the quarantine, melee would have been in a pretty bad spot. Yeah. But with the with the creation of Slippy and how fantastic netcode is cuz of Fizzy, I don't think I think melee's got a long life out of it at this point. I, I don't think I think people are gonna be playing a forty and fifty year old game coming up in before we know it. it it's gonna be we're we're gonna be not so much worrying about 
uh, where to get melee, we're going to be worrying about displays to play melee on. Yeah, the CRT is going yeah, to probably have to die officially at some point. Yeah, I think we're going to have a CRT problem. How is, is have we not reverse engineered how to make CRTs, by the way? We will literally come up with rollback netcode before we start making our own CRTs. What's I don't know. That? That's I. I don't know. I I think manufacturers just don't like making I, I i'm guessing it's probably just expensive or something i i if if somebody were to hand me a kit and be like yo make a crt i would totally be the the frick down for that like i would i would do it uh, manufacturers i think just make flat screen tvs because it's cheaper well sure but, sure but I'm, I'm saying you could make your own controller if you wanted to you just had to find the right places to buy sort of the more raw materials not that yeah not that everybody makes their own motherboard and such and such there's a view there's a video on youtube by crane who makes a lot of diy stuff around controllers mm -hmm. and has firmware and all that stuff all that fun stuff so shout outs to crane but you can make your own rectangle style controller if you really want to you don't have to wait for the big boys to release their rectangle controllers and true, true. that's cool but I, I thought about this recently i was like why don't we What's stopping us from building our own CRT? Like, what's what's stopping us from doing that? Because I I just think to myself, it must be a certain material in there that is no longer made or really hard to access. Because I think it's either of, yeah, it's either that, or I'm pretty sure CRTs with how they operate have to be made in like a very particular environment, because it's cathode rays and a vacuum tube, and I think the vacuum tube is the hard part. Hmm. So now we're learning as we're going here with this whole this idea that popped into my head like very recently, probably during this interview. Where I'm like, yeah, CRT, make your own CNT. Well, that's okay because monitors will eventually have to become the future, like you were saying. Hey, Reeves' nephew, did you see that video on, on Twitter that got? Oh yeah, where he got yeah. yeah he got uh this GameCube and his. My children have done the exact same thing watching the Melee intro on a CRT. <laughs> that said yeah, yeah. They're like, <gasps> and then they want to play. And then they want to play Mario Kart Double Dash after that because they really love that game more right now. It breaks I mean, my Mario heart a little Double bit. Dash is but pretty sick, Double Dash I mean... is very sick, yes. But I obviously didn't get the whole setup out to play Double Dash. I was hoping to play, <clears throat> play Melee, but that's okay. <laughs> they'll, they'll get it. They'll get it. And you know what? Uh, they're 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 literally kids. They should be allowed to play whatever games they want to. I can't just like say melee only. <clears throat> I mean, you could. I'm not going it to. Just I'm wouldn't gonna, be right. They're, they're gonna get to. They're gonna get to play uh, games that they actually want to play. That that I have to. I have to give that to them. That was given to me. They'll they'll oh, land sure. on the right thing eventually. They will. Or they better. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there. Yes. And so I appreciate the confidence that you have in the Roach that is Melee, the community that is Melee. I am impressed with how I would say the community around Melee has either stayed at the same level or gotten slightly better at being decent to each other and decent to people yeah. outside of the community. As you know, most of the time when it comes to FGC, when it comes to even just video games in general, I know that there's pride in the game that you play. There's pride in the region that you come from. There's pride in the country that you come from. So you can recreate rivalries and differences and build obstacles and walls to 
any other group of person in whatever category you want to choose that you want to and video game players melee players smash ultimate players we have this ability to be able to to, to do that pretty well sometimes where am i going with this basically what i'm saying is, is that melee i think has overall trended slightly positively upward despite all oh, the yeah. shenanigans from last year all those news the stories that broke out for despite all of the 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 way that the way that there have been things that could have gone really badly in terms of forced to be online but then there's rollback yeah, yeah. net code there are so many things where through all the pandemic stuff i thought i don't know i just am not 100 percent sure because even though this is a history sorry a historically long-standing community this is a seriously like a seriously big deal nobody can cough and sneeze at a pandemic so how does melee make that work and overall i feel has succeeded from your perspective what would you describe this pandemic as either from melee or smash as a whole how it's been doing uh i would say for the pandemic to be honest at least from an ultimate standpoint i i want to say it's doing well but i just since omricon or whatever the new variant's called Ever since that's kind of been looming its eerie head, a lot of people have been like, oh, shoot. We have to go back to online soon, don't we? And while I do think Ultimate and Melee and overall the FGC will survive, I know that the pandemic has been, the best way to say it, is killing a lot of grassroots communities. Like, not... When I say grassroots, I'm talking like, you know, you have a, a tournament in somebody's, you know, garage with like five, ten people that regularly attend. Like, smaller communities like that, or even venues that are just mom and pop shops that are like comic book stores. Because all of those uh, add up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in some cases, tournaments are a building's lifeblood, like... A, a lot of in a lot of cases a venue will get a lot of money off of tournaments that are running and i mean again that's not even with smash or the fgc that's like a gaming lounge might have its bread and butter be tournaments and if you can't have offline tournaments because of a pandemic your your store is gonna die and the problem with a store dying is that's a lost venue and a lost venue could be lethal for a community if it's if it can't find another one fast enough people move on to other things because they can't really spend their time with you know the video game anymore because they don't want to play online uh that the pandemic while it doesn't really harm larger communities you know fatally any smaller community i mean i i feel for because there have been several communities that i've seen that have you know, had a, a small thing going that bit the dust and tournaments that I've seen that have bit the dust because they don't have a venue to run out of because the venue's either closed down or it's too expensive because, well, the pandemic and people's try everyone's trying to make money and, I mean, they, they can't exist if they don't have money. Yep, money, unfortunately, still makes the world go around. But you yep. stuck through the pandemic. I mean, it's only just now in the past month, within the past month, that you put out that twit longer. So talk to me about how you pulled through. Like, what did you do to get creative when the pandemic first hit? When the pandemic first hit, we 
we ended up the very very last event we had i think was equalizer four which is our big monthly event and then we went for quite a while there we really shut down like at that point we would have been idg we really weren't running much in the way of events we did have one online or not equalizer but synthwave that there were there was a quite a bit of interest in but the problem was just with you know the stress of the pandemic and all of the other stuff on everybody's plates we really couldn't sit down and run a proper online event i know jd did do a pretty good handful of online melee events through slippy and the fgc had a tournament called dragon punch online that they were running to kind of keep the fgc active as for ultimate i know like i said there really wasn't a whole heck of a lot that we were able to do and even then a lot of local areas like dragon punch was running events that were online um shell shocked in michigan uh, ori i think if not ori it was ori gaming was doing a lot of stuff with that i guess there kind of came a point where we were running things and then we there was so much happening all at once that we saw all of these other events that were kind of happening around us and we kind of went i mean at that point just let them kind of do their thing and we'll just start planning out and come back full force when we can when the pandemic sort of subsides it's just we didn't know when that was going to happen and then eventually it kind of did and then we ran synthwave and then had some problems sorry the last synthwave and then we had some problems with the venue and then ended up coming back as nitrous oxide and we were doing pretty good there problem was we kind of had the same sort of you know obligations coming up people couldn't come out school family and the money kind of ran out there and we ended up having to pull the plug on it because at the, we kind of got to a point where we were just kind of hemorrhaging money and that cannot continue forever so unfortunately when it comes to writing that twit longer how much would you say aside from the reasons that you gave there's a certain mode of life where running a tournament is great it works for you it works for the community but you can't do it forever how much of it had to do with with things becoming more of a rocky road would you say had to do with you saying it's time for me to move on so <clears throat> i this year towards the beginning of the year i got a promotion at work which great uh, I, I make more money. Yeah, it's 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 cooler. I, I I make more money. I've got more responsibility, but it's just that I've got more responsibility. And the thing about the Smash community is, and the reason I kind of still want to stay on the sidelines and be involved, just maybe not in the aspect that I was, is not to toot my own horn again, but I tried to put my entire weight into the Smash community. If I wasn't worried about my job, I was worried about Smash or the FGC, and. I had people both inside and outside of that community going, hey, like, that's not good for you. And I guess it kind of became, it went from a hobby to an obsession, and then from an obsession to what felt more like an obligation. And when something starts to feel like an obligation to me, I start to not want to do it. Not in a sense of like, Oh, like this sucks. Like I don't want to provide a space for these people anymore. Like screw this. It 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 became more of like a dude. I'm having to choose paying venue fee or eating this week. And if I can't eat, 
I will not be around to run things. And so there kind of came a point where people were like, look, dude, you got to step back. Like you got to, you have to start prioritizing differently. Cause I, I have, I've always had a really bad habit of putting the community over myself and people are like, that's not healthy. That's not good for you. You're, you're like vomiting money into this. Like you, you need to take a step back and start worrying about yourself more than the community because you know, the community can go on for a bit without you. Like you, you need to, you need to take a step back and, and, and reevaluate things. And I think that's after like the seventh or eighth time I was told that in the last three months, uh, I was like, yeah, like I have like $40 in my bank account and I have to pay venue fee this week. And the fact that we were not really making enough to get by was like, we, with every event we were running, we were losing probably like 80 to a hundred bucks. And you can only get away with that for so long before, again, I'm sitting there and I'm like, groceries or venue fee? Groceries or venue fee? And that's kind of where I was like, all right, this is, this is getting to be too much. Like I, I have to, I have to step back. I have to take, I have to listen to what people around me are saying. And I got to step back and like take a break for a bit. Cause it's also that sort of thing where I was obsessing over it and Smash, while it's been part of my life for almost a quarter of my life, won't be there. It's not something that I will probably be part of until I die. Is kind of the the, the best way to say it. I, I want to be here for as long as I can be, and I, I want to get back involved, reinvolved with the community when I can. But it's not gonna be. I'm not gonna be 90 years old running events. Is kind of what I'm saying. Yes, of course. And the way, the context has to be different because it's not fair to ask anybody to redline their through their entire life living like uh, what's uh, George Bailey from it, <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life. You're yeah. sort of the George Bailey of Northwestern Ohio, Duster. <laughs> You're just sacrificing so much to try to make things work and try to have the environment that you want to that you want to have happen so badly and i know what you mean about the obligation stuff where you don't get a feeling that feels rewarding about doing an activity anymore activity just becomes a chore and an obligation or yeah, in exactly. your case uh, an expensive really expensive obligation and there's just not enough room on your sphere of influence to be able to handle that and also take care of yourself those all sound like good things that you've said. I would like to not have that be the way that I interact with Smash in the future. I have done that mode of life for long enough. And when I stand up uh, from the sidelines and kind of walk into the arena a little bit again in the future, it's going to need to look different. And I think that's very fair to ask of you and for you to put that expectation on yourself. I'm not going to always say to myself do i should i buy groceries or should i pay for the venue fee and run another tournament this week yeah to not do that again very fair you are yeah. like you're 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 asking just just to continue to exist i feel like most of the time for for a person you know asking for a little bit more is always something that that everybody at least deserves to have a shot at so with the promotion and everything that you got from work from the fact that you have taken like it's been a, at least a month. Do you feel like a weight came off your shoulders or what does it feel like now that you've been taking 
your 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 very young but ongoing hiatus away from running events it to start it kind of felt like a void because again i mean the last five years of my life have been work and smash and really nothing else right um as time has gone on i've more just i'm not gonna say distracted myself but i've as i was in the community i you know, I, I obviously went to events, and I got to be pretty good friends with at least a few of the vendors. Uh, I am really good with, you know, Justin Wharton. Uh, him and I hang out a lot, and him and I have been, you know, tossing around the idea of maybe making stickers for uh, some of his artwork. I picked up a Cricut little, like, machine cutter. Um, now, 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 this isn't saying that's going to be a thing. This is just something that I've been kicking around to him. More, more me kicking it to him and him going, "Yeah, we'll get to it." Also, custom uh, masks. You're making JD excited as he hears this part of it. <laughs> um, custom masks. Yeah, I have a like I said, I have a little cricket machine. Uh, I picked that interest up off of the Spiff brothers, Alex and Oz. Um, I love Spiff. I I have one, two, three. My keys aren't in my pocket. Uh, at least, oh, there they are. Four, five different bits of Spiff merch on me at any given time. Daggum. And Spiff kind of showed me how cool it was to create your own merch. And I have learned how to... Now, of course, I don't have any custom junk on me right now. But I've learned how to <laughs> cut things into vinyl and iron them onto cloth. And basically make my own custom stuff, which I'm all about doing because I've done controller mods and I've done LED mods for controllers. And I, I love when something is uniquely yours and there's nothing else like it in the world. And something like a mask is really, really easy to do and it's super easy to customize because with something like this, you can put whatever you want on it. And that's just really cool. Um, I've I, That's kind of been the, the forefront Besides that, uh, I've kind of got, I've attempted to get back into the exercise and self-care routine, but I have also come to the ultimatum that uh, I will get back on that on the 1st of January, and right now <laughs> I can eat as many sugar cookies as I want. Uh, besides that, I mean, yeah, my, my, big, my big focus has been creating custom stuff, like working on masks, uh, I'd like to make some shirts. I'm just trying to think of ideas of stuff to make. I'm a huge Cowboy Bebop nerd. I love Cowboy Bebop. So I've kind of been just making Cowboy Bebop stuff at the moment. But I kind of want to get into making more Smash-centric or FGC-centric stuff because obviously that's where my heart is. I just don't know what to make yet. I'm definitely going to make, like, proud O2er masks probably and stuff like that. Uh, I also have a 3D printer. I've been messing with that a little bit too. But, yeah, just... uh. A lot of custom DIY stuff has just been taking my time up since. you have time for. And you yeah, can buy yeah. something to make it better. You can actually yeah. afford that. Yep. I wish I had a mask on me or something, but I, of course, I don't I don't have anything on me just now. I, I have some stuff in my bag, which I guess if I do the old reach past my laptop really quick and grab my, my bag, I could probably dig something out of there. But... Let me see. Yeah, so this is the mask that I've been wearing the most often. But I made this a few weeks ago. 
Oh, that's very nice. You made that yourself. It's uniquely yes. yours. Exactly. And one that I made for my dad just a couple of weeks ago, so it shouldn't take me three hours to find this picture, <laughs> is this one. My dad's a huge Star Trek nerd. Uh, yeah, that you you got a lot of sun points. Uh, <laughs> oh, my child, you have blessed me with the, something that I can wear literally every single day. This is awesome. Yeah, so... Uh, I'd I have a lot of fun doing it because, again, like you said, and like I said, it's it's something that's uniquely yours. There's no other thing like it. And so I've kind of been trying to come up with ideas for stuff to make because I, I want to sell it because I think it would be cool. What's the website? What's the website, Deuster? What's the website? I don't have. I don't have it yet. I don't Ooh, have it yet. This is the origin story. When people interview you about your awesome merch about two or three years from now, they will come back to this interview for research. Yeah. Better yeah. anyway. You better I, yeah, to yeah. those people. Be sure to give credit. Oh, give actually, credit that'd be nice. That would be nice. I gave credit to JD for giving me some questions to ask you. We talked about JD like a quarter of this interview. So there yeah. you go, JD. JD's, JD's blessed. JD, if you're if you're watching this, I love you, and you've heard me say that to you a million times because I can't tell you how often or how how lucky I can't. This scene is so, so blessed to have JD because this scene would not be where it is without JD. JD is godlike. But, yeah, I mean, I just, I just want to make custom stuff. I just, I just want to sell my own stuff. I think it's fun. I think it's cool. It's a fun hobby. It kind of, I guess it's, it's still, it's kind of my way to, keep tabs in the community or keep my finger in the community if I'm not running anything. I've kind of tossed the idea around of maybe having my own booth at a major once, you know. I, CEO is one thing, but once it's not, it, once it's safe to go out to events again, safer. CEO yes, and yes, yes. we're like, yeah, and not yeah, in like things are cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that too. CEO was fun. I didn't get COVID at CEO, but. Oh, uh, okay, good, good, good. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But, um, when it kind of gets to the point that it's safe to go to stuff again and maybe sell stuff, I think uh, I think that's going to be my next venture into the scene. But I, it's it's again sort of my way to stay connected without being a TO. Awesome. So, did you pick a successor a successor for your TOing role, or did you say, you know what, somebody will step up? Because half the time TOs talk to me, they say I stepped up because somebody else was leaving, and so I filled the void. There's not always a Deuster, you will now run events until 2021, and then you will pick somebody. Damn it. So, I didn't really pick somebody to take my spot, per se, just because as long as there has been Smash in the community, save a very long summer, and, you know, the other long summer that we had the pandemic, there has been some kind of a tournament. Whether it was mine, or again, Shy Dude runs his own, um, at this point, the, the new event, the, the, the main event of the region is Zonebreaker, and there's also an event that happens down in Bowling Green called Bowling Green Battlegrounds, or BGBG for short. Uh, that should be picking up pretty soon. It sounds like, I guess if I, if I had to say that I passed my crown down to somebody, I'd probably say she's been running events 
for a while now where her own events down in BG. But I guess I sort of passed like half of a mantle down to God, I her her tag is frogs in Japanese. Uh Keru? I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing that wrong, Lexi, but it's it's Keru. K-A-E-R-U. Um she has been running events in BG for probably a couple years. But yeah, I, I would say she'd probably be half the mantle and then the other half of the mantle is probably to JD. He has ran his own events and he's got plenty of experience in it. I don't know if he'll really do much with Ultimate or if he'll really start his own tournament at this rate since he obviously has all the stuff with Panda that's going on and he has, again, always been more of a production guy. He, he, he loves doing production, not so much the TO stuff. So seating, calling matches. I, I would, mm. yeah, I I would say probably more uh, Lexi than than anybody else would sort of be my successor. Shout out. There, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lexi loves frogs on Twitter. Um, yeah, she she'd probably be my successor. But there is still the biweekly that happens in Toledo called Zonebreaker that happens at Lord's University every other friday as for bgbg they're starting up on in january i believe they're kind of taking over sundays but i don't know too much about that outside of that sure that's fine look this is not a quiz you can answer these questions however you want to (laughs) (laughs) although I'm, i'm just telling you everything i know yes if i had to give you an arbitrary podcast grade it would be an a dooster it would be an a one more question for you because I didn't want to forget it. Your favorite rivalry. What do you think of when you think of rivalries in Melee, either in your area or if you can't think of one that you want to talk about, you can expand. Uh, I can't really think of one regionally per se, at least not one as of super duper recent. Again, to be fair, I've kind of been out of the game for a little while. I think uh, if I had to say regionally... Hmm. I can't really think of one regional regional, but if I had to kind of expand out to more of a broader sense of like, <clears throat> I would say statewide, um, Ohio versus Michigan, because not not in the 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 sense of like, you know, Ohio State University versus like Michigan or anything, University of Michigan, but uh. I think it's really, really funny that I will go into a public building wearing a worn-out Big House tournament t-shirt, and everyone will go, oh, you like, you like Michigan? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch football. I don't know a thing about what you're talking about. Uh, but also, there are Michigan players that have came up to me and been like, Yo, like, okay, I guess I'll name drop. Um, Zenodo, love that guy to death. Number one Michigan uh, Smash Ultimate player. Uh, please strive. And at some points or another, a group of us went up to Michigan for a hotline Ann Arbor, which was, I think, also a Sunday event at the time. I think it's Fridays now. Uh, they had a small Street Fighter bracket, 
at the time, Zenodo was, like, hot stuff. Like, Zenodo was, like, top dog. And here comes this random Eno player in the form of Zygno. Whoops, Zenodo. And Zenodo came up... Well, I, I okay. Zenodo and I saw each other at the airport on the way to CEO. We recognized each other, and we started hanging out and BSing. And he was like, yeah, one of your Ohio players just came up one day to, like, an Ann Arbor tournament and, like, beat the crap out of me and strive. And I'm like, oh. And I kind of get a smile on my face as I, like, realize what tournament he's talking about and what player he's talking about. And I'm like... By any chance, was that was that kid's name Zigno? And he goes, "Yeah, Zigno, Zigno. Yeah, he he." I went home and I like labbed the hell out of that matchup, <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, Zigno's a Northwest Ohio player." So, I told Zigno, and he had a really big head about that, which which <laughs> he earned. He earned. Zigno's a really good kid, and he earned that. But uh, I think that's. If I had to, I thought of something for local. If I had to think of my favorite local rival rivalry. It's not really a rivalry so much anymore because one of them has kind of fizzled out of the scene. And they do more Ninjala. It's it's, it's uh, Mama Shredder. They do more Ninjala than anything else. But I would say that Shredder and Money the God, easy money uh, before, but Money the God now, kind of have like a weird little rivalry that uh, we we all used to be roommates, and they they had like this weird little like they were roommates. banter back. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh my god. Where are my sunglasses? <laughs> oh my god, they were roommates. Roommates. They had this little just just dumb banter that they would just. There's um. There I go with my phone again, trying to find a picture. There's a <laughs> a picture of we call it money pog, where money's literally pogging. <laughs> and uh uh Gur is just kind of sitting there because Gur up to this point Gur had been considered the better player and money got some like I think like game and watch nine down B on uh or, yeah down I think it was down B, I don't remember. But whatever whatever the move is, I don't play game and watch. Whatever the move is that game and watch gets like magnitude nine sometimes. You're uh, talking about Judge. He throws out a, a number yes. and it's randomly nine sometimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think money hit that, and won the set if I remember correctly. And everyone popped off, and money popped off. It was it was really funny. But I think that's my favorite. That's my favorite local rivalry is money and money and shredder. So as we start to wrap up here, what would be something that you look forward to in 2022 in terms of saying, Hey, I want to go here to sell my merch. Or if it's, I want to go here and experience this tournament. Uh, even if you have to say the big house 10, I mean, I'm sure juggle guy wouldn't be mad if you said that. Not at all. <laughs> Friend of the program, by the way, point is, what are you looking forward to when it comes to smash in 2022? Um, I think just in general, the next event that I'm really excited for, and I'm hoping, you know, COVID figures itself out before it comes to it, but I'm really looking forward to Combo Breaker. I, I've been wanting to go to Combo Breaker for the last two years, and the last two years, it's gotten absolutely screwed out because of COVID. Um, it's something that's been very, very hyped up to me, and I'm excited to check it out. Problem is, like I said, every single time I've had the chance to go, I haven't been able to because the event got canceled. Uh, besides that, I mean, I already went. Uh, I guess this wouldn't really be 2022, but CEO 
2021 was pretty sick. It was mostly sick because I got to see all my friends again. Um, yeah, I, I would say probably Combo Breaker is the one thing I'm most excited for. Sorry, Chuckle Guy, but you can suck it, I guess. No, Big House, Big House I'm also excited for. It's just not the next thing. I couldn't I mean, help it. It's just the Michigan like thing. I, I, I'm just feeding into it. I'm being a little toxic. Sorry. Like Sorry, I said, I've, I've, no, I, I've got two, two worn-out Big House t-shirts, and I'm pretty sure in my collection, I've only got one Big House badge up there, but I know I've got at least a couple more. Uh, and I've really also got... Go to one. I'm gonna yeah, try very to hard to get to the new one in 2022. You should. you should. Big House is always a great time. It's it's always worth it. And I think my favorite Big House was when they had Smash Ultimate because I remember everyone just kind of crowding around the Big House. You can see my cat is like bumping my laptop monitor. <laughs> uh, was when they had Ultimate and we got to like get our first look at the game because I don't think. Okay, that's a lie. I've definitely seen the community that excited since then and before then, but I don't think I've ever seen the community so, like, excited together to see this brand new game that is going to define the future of Smash. And do you think there's going to be another Smash? Because I kind of tend to lean no. It's going to look different if it, if there is one. I, I think Sakurai has worked more than his fair share, and I, I, I'm not going to say that I hope he doesn't make another Smash, but I hope he gets the break he deserves because that dude has worked his fingers to the bone and deserves like a paid vacation for the rest of his life. Like he could how much money to do a paid vacation. Yeah. He could pay his own yeah. vacation for the rest of his life. If like, I had to guess, but that, that dude needs a break. Like I need to breathe. Like, also, that... also defines himself through just continuing to move like a madman. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, no, I, I I would love for there, for there to be another not another ultimate but another smash game because yeah, I, I was going to say that input delay is kind of rough for me. I can't, I'm sorry yeah. but it's just it's it's, yeah. it's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's I, if you if you got to switch between games constantly, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Mhm. Mm but I I I'd love for there to be a new guy a new game. I don't think there's going to be one. I really don't. But here's hoping cuz I mean I guess new isn't always better, but new is exciting, and a lot of the times new can reinvigorate a community that may be a bit stagnant. So, I guess the next Nintendo system, as long as it has an Ethernet port, there's always hope. No, I'm sorry. It just needs to be slightly better online. It needs to be... I, I, I know that's one of the biggest things Ultimate has suffered for in the pandemic is that playing oh, online events is really challenging. Yeah. Because, I mean, even the ones that are really cool, like the, the Moist Critical events that happened mm -hmm. towards the beginning of the pandemic, and I was getting all these Ultimate players to come out, well, come out, I'm saying in quotation marks, you know, entering the online brackets and stuff, but then those Twitter posts afterwards were legendary. Oh, yeah. like, this online is not great. I, I mean, don't feel good about my match. I should have I've even it. been seeing, I've, I've been seeing that stuff even, like, now with the... the the looming threat of going back to Wi-Fi or like the really, really funny smash.gg moderator message logs where it's like 
somebody's like, oh, I, I'm playing on land and this person's not. And the per other person's like, oh, I'm definitely playing on land. I'm uh, definitely let me take I'm a picture. Wired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I, I'm totally wired. Let me take a picture and show you. And then one person actually does, and the other person, like, takes a really blurry picture of their TV screen. And then, like... Somebody's finger covered yeah, the, the Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, like, three or four messages later, the guy the guy's finally like, okay, I'm playing on, like walmart connection I'm, I'm literally playing the walmart demo right now and then they get like dq'd i think i think that stuff's really funny or um the why do bad things happen to good people tournament oh that was that, fun yeah that was so cool that, that i guess that wasn't a proper smash tournament but i thought that was really funny i liked that it was a lot. kind of like your randomizer but, bracket but like yeah. anything goes so you got multiple brackets inside the bracket you got multiple games inside the game it was you got, crazy. You got people playing rock, paper, scissors and flipping a coin. You got Twitch streamers paying off people. <laughs> Literal bribes. This is the only hungry time. Box. This is the only uh, yeah, exactly. This is the only people time just... that doing bribes is actually <laughs> kinda cool. It's kinda pog. Uh yeah, I'll pay I'll pay somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People just going, Oh, you lose, I win. And then other people just going, All right, that's fair. Like <laughs> <laughs> like like no rules, like chaotic good chaotic evil like just, just just a chaotic tournament yeah wobblers like it wobblers like in the chat yeah <laughs> people people that are just you know flipping a coin playing rock paper scissors uh actually playing a match playing a game of mario party like playing a, a five round mario party <laughs> to see who wins like like going outside and actually fist fighting don't do that uh <laughs> like stuff like that um i i don't think we'll ever see anything i i i Okay, I want to see something like that again because I think that that entire idea as a as a tournament is a really really cool idea. But it can't be every but week. Exactly, and I think um, going back into online, I'm not gonna say it's gonna kill anything because realistically, it it probably won't. If anything, it'll probably stunt the growth of the community. And, right. And... Yeah. There's only again Smash played in person is a very different experience from online even if the game can play the same in the, in the case of melee it can play very similarly to land melee and slippy melee but you're not next to the person there's no it'll, it'll never be the, the, the same the hype, offline the hype is it's just different it's so you don't different. have the crowd screaming behind you you don't have the the smell of gamer you don't have i don't, you don't have i don't miss that but <laughs> yeah I know true true <laughs> you don't you it's it's not the same feeling it's it's just if you being by yourself in front of a computer monitor playing melee or ultimate or really any fighting game is going to be a hell of a lot different than sitting in a room with 2000 people screaming your name behind you as you you know down throw up air fucking just spike somebody off stage and like hearing the fucking crowd behind you absolutely fucking erupt Sorry, I keep swearing and I'm not supposed to. What are you talking um, about? You're allowed to swear. Who told you you're not allowed to swear? The re recording procedure where they were like, uh, "I'm not a big okay." I guess you're just not a big cussing person. That's all. But yes, um, I said, I said, I'm not a big cursing person, but you're allowed to say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> uh, the, the excitement and the hype of that, I think, obviously can't be replicated on online. Even even in a Twitch chat, as hype as a Twitch chat will get. Um, you can't capture that when you're 
by yourself in a dark room playing melee like a degenerate. You know what Twitch you, you chat? Only... <laughs> you know what Twitch chat is like? It's got a moderately kind of high ceiling for hype, but the floor is like dungeon basement level floor. It can be so yeah. bad, and it would never yeah. be that bad in person. But it is so bad. It's because you, because you can't be confronted for your actions. Indeed. Not 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 as not in the same way as like somebody could walk up to you in real life. Like Reeve could walk like, up to all these people who were clowning on him. Like he posted a picture of his abs. Of his his absolute <laughs> swole, like chiseled body. I like was, like I was just I'm not the one not going outside. Like on my phone, I'm just like Like <laughs> that is a man and a half right there. Yeah, that is he is a, a, a god is what he is. A shining example of what the of what we can achieve, but what I feel so far away from. So true, Bestie. I felt so bad afterwards. I'm like, how does somebody look like that and also man, play I, lots of video games? I oh. have to go to the gym and lab <laughs> my workouts, clearly. I saw that at work and I'm like Damn, why don't I look like that? Like, <laughs> but at least we know why. There's there's a certain amount of effort, and you get that result. It's like it's like playing the video game itself. If it's ultimate or melee or any FGC thing that we've been talking about tonight, you just play a lot, and all of a sudden, you're really good. And people just go, "Wow, you're so talented!" And they just forget that you've been spending hundreds of hours getting good. Putting in also, the time and effort makes it work. The sugar cookie consumption probably isn't helping either. Mm, but they're really good, though. <laughs> True. So we've been talking for so long, and you're just too good to talk to. You're too good. You've mastered the talking game. I want to, first of all, thank you so much for being on here with me. You yeah, have, thank you for having me. I, I like to say that shooting for an hour is a good is a good meter. Because if I shot for two hours, like then we'd be talking for three hours. So... Realistically speaking, I need to make this as close to a, a a consumable podcast as possible because I think I think the three hour ones are challenging. I don't know how many podcasts yeah. you listen to, but my own philosophy is, you know, get to an hour and then kind of feel it out and start to wind down. And we have mm-hmm. been. So the last thing we need to do before we're officially done recording and before we do a thumbnail picture is what would you like to tell the people in terms of how to find you where to go shout outs you would like to make all that fun stuff um well i'm very active on twitter i don't shut up on twitter i i i am very i'm not gonna say i'm very gay but i'm very gay on twitter um i post stream of consciousness and it's gonna be the easiest way to get a hold of me twitter.com forward slash at the deuster uh, the it's D E W S T R, not E R. Everyone gets the E R. Including it's not me ER. before you corrected me. I'm so sorry. It's all good. Everyone, everybody mixes it up at first. Um, but I'm twitter.com forward slash the deucer. Uh, or I'm on Discord if, if you ever wanted to hit me up. Mountain Dew, M T N D E W 5919. Um, shout outs to the gang. My my home team, uh, obviously everybody that I've mentioned, uh, anybody that's from the region, to list off a couple names off the top of my head, uh, the ones that have been there through it all, Punchy, JD, Lion, uh, JD is going to be, I think his Twitter handle 
is what jdmh underscore yes that is correct jdmh underscore that dude's talented like like that dude's talented that dude's goaded beyond belief uh punchy is punchy 2k uh that dude's been with me through literally everything and i'm I'm living with him now and he's he's that person that i wouldn't have met had i not joined the scene and i'm eternally grateful for that uh let me pull up my my discord of of goons that i know all of their names but i won't be able to think of their twitter well, handles you until know I who you see their are names. not everybody gets to be punchy okay does everybody true, live true. with the dooster no the dooster lives with punchy so you are all special in your own way but you have to remember it's not always about you you can't be in the you can't be in the in like that close to the to the nebulous of the dooster so just this is something to work on it gives you something to work on this, let this inspire you. The next time that Deuster comes on to the bottom of Smash Mountain, you'll get a shout out because he remembers you off the top of their head. I I I know it's not that I know I don't know everybody off the top of my head. It's just that I'm awful with Twitter handles. Yeah, me uh, too. <laughs> my my main FGC man, Mister Mistopheles, love that guy. He loves the FGC with all of his heart. He plays Street Fighter and Strive and. He loves FGC like it's his second job. Like, like that dude's got passion like nobody would believe. Uh, STB, online criminal. That dude is my dad. I love that guy. He's my dad. He's he's a dad to a whalemer. Um, yeah, I think he got like a marsh stomp, or I think it's marsh stomp. Is that what's the final evolution of Mudkip? I am not a Pokemon person. I know Pikachu. Whatever that Pokemon person. Whatever whatever Pokemon that is, he has a plush of that. And then uh, he used to be buy me a lamp. He's Cole these days. Cole is so based. Uh, he's, uh, in his words, he's very submissive and breedable. <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. Um, at Left in Car, love that guy. And yeah, really, really anybody from the hometown, Northwest Ohio, you guys are all dope. Wouldn't be here. And we wouldn't have gotten this far had it not been for everybody's support. And I'm eternally grateful to be to have been blessed with the opportunity to be able to run events and do the things that I got to do for the region as long as I did. And again, hopefully this isn't the end. Fingers crossed that I make my my grand return someday. Um, but until then, uh, definitely keep an eye out on you know any Twitters. Definitely keep an eye out on merch. Uh, keep an eye out on me for my merch. Mm. You know, whenever, whenever I I finally start making my my cool masks for mm. for Smash and stuff. Let's go. I I'll get to that. One more time, uh, Dooster. Sorry, no, you were still going. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, it's all good. Um, I was gonna say the only other person that I could really say to keep an eye out on is Lexi loves frogs because. With any kind of luck, Lexi will be potentially looking into her own tournaments and doing BG stuff in the near future. Uh, other than that, though, yeah, um, it's been sick. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's been great to talk, and feel free to have me back on any other time. Oh, do sir, there's always open invites to people who are willing to talk with me about stuff. So that is sense to you as well, and Jill. Jill's welcome back on as well. I, I don't know where she went. No, Jack, that's okay. Jack's here somewhere too, but... That's okay. Don't worry. This, she doesn't have to come back in right this second, <laughs> but Dooster, thank you so much for joining me on Bottom of Smash Mountain. Thank you for having me. It's been fun.